Hey, welcome listeners. Welcome to another episode. I guess this is uh, Unverified Accounts, the episodes of Escape from Plan A, where we go uh, take deep dives into a movie, book, or TV show. And we're going waist deep into Shang-Chi, which just came out last weekend. I'm Chris, and I'm here with Teen and Philip. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up? What's up? It's been a while. Uh, yeah, so I mean, everyone's talking about this movie. Uh, I mean, Philip and I kind of talked about it. To be honest, like, who among here actually thought this would be like this big a success? Because I honestly didn't. I thought Not it would me. be at best, uh, like, okay. Uh, I, spent both in a, terms- I spent a bunch of time, like, before even when it was announced, before the trailer came out, talking about how, like, oh, Disney is super fucked because, you know, they had to keep putting out these fucking blockbusters. But after Endgame, like, what the hell are they going to do? And, Shang-Chi and like all these other kind of movies in phase four or whatever phase they're in right now, they're like C-list Marvel heroes. Like no one really knows about them, right? Mm-hmm. But after this movie, it seems like everyone's going to know about Shang-Chi, which is kind of crazy. So, yeah. I mean, Teen, you said you were going to pirate it, but you, you saw it on <laughs> IMAX. You like, yeah. you went yeah, farther than any of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my, uh, my sister and her family went to go see it and I, I joined them uh, at the IMAX. It was like $20 for a ticket. And, oh, family uh, outing at IMAX Palace. Wait, expensive. that's like normal though. Just like a no- standard 2D is like 20 bucks. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, well, I haven't, I honestly haven't gone into a theater in a very long time, so I have no idea. That's a good deal. IMAX for 20 bucks, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. I, I was surprised too at how I thought it would do well, but I didn't. It just basically like sort of is the comeback movie of movies, basically, right? Like this is the first sort of covid era blockbuster that that has really killed it in the box office yeah some would say uh like godzilla versus king kong did well but i, I think well that was also released on streaming i think i think it made a lot of it did make a lot of money but it, no, it i mean also, like theaters in the theaters yeah i think mm-hmm. this is this will go down i think uh as the movie that saved the movies it which be, it even beat like fast nine right because fast nine you know like yeah. the fast and furious they always pull fuck tons of money uh, yeah, especially in China, but in the U.S. for sure. And this one eclipsed it by like 50 mil in the first weekend or something like that. Yeah, and Fast 9 also came out when people... It was like at the beginning of summer when people were really uh, thinking everything was going to go back to normal. Right. So uh, it was in a different environment. See, in a twisted way, I think um, COVID actually ended up helping Shang-Chi. I mean, hopefully this doesn't like uh, end up being uh, some kind of uh, genesis event for the, for the next variant. But I think... <laughs> If it came out in normal times, it would be a good movie. And people would have been, okay, that's good. But I think people were so hungry for a great theater experience, which I think um, there just hasn't been one in a long time, even like even if you wipe out COVID. Because I saw a lot of people saying, oh, this is the last uh, first movie I've seen since Rise of Skywalker. Um, that, <laughs> we all that, know, that was me. I was the one who said that. <laughs> not just you, but I'm saying random people on the internet, like YouTube comments, yeah. uh, Reddit, people like that. So I think people were very hungry for a, a, a good blockbuster popcorn movie. And in a weird way, I think it actually uh, ended up helping it. Plus, like, September has been totally cleared because I think Sony pushed off all its uh, movies back and they, they just brought back venom until like first week of october mm-hmm. so i think shang chi is gonna keep rolling because there's like no competition and and people are gonna hear from their friends oh you gotta go see this movie if you want to be cool if you want to talk about it with us you gotta go see it so it's 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 funny how life works that way yeah but surprising right because i don't think we really thought that was the case i think like when the trailer dropped i remember kind of talking in our fan discord talking about like uh, i'm not i'm not that impressed with what i'm seeing like it would take a few things to make this 
movie, you know, to to have it do well. And I, I think the couple of things I said was like, you know, they have to lean into the martial arts thing, kind of do the thing they did with Ant-Man where Ant-Man was kind of like a Marvel take on heist films. They, they should do some kind of like Marvel take on, um, you know, a martial arts action film rather than a typical um, like superhero story arc. Which it has a bit, a bit of like it. It kind of got a little bit more, you know, mystical and so on, superpower, super epic towards the end. But the first half was like had this really fresh energy, especially that bus fight scene. Like I fucking love that bus bus, bus fight scene. I definitely will. Uh, we'll try to rewatch that when it's it's on streaming. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second thing was about Simu, right? Like at the center of this, like I, I thought that it actually made sense that they casted Simu and not a bunch of other Asian male um, actors. Because he has this like goofiness to him from like Kim's convenience and just his online presence that like Marvel was trying to do more and more of, right? Like you, I don't know if you guys seen um, uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, but also like Ragnarok, right? Um, yeah, and uh, Spider Man too, and uh, also um, I mean, I think I think a lot of them are pretty goofy now. Like, yeah, even, like, even even like uh, Venom. You know, yeah, well, Venom like huge goofball <laughs> element to it. Yeah, Venom was like intentionally; it was like intentionally campy, from my understanding. That was yeah, that's what made Deadpool. it a cult hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And got, Deadpool is like yeah, also intentionally well, not campy in that case, but like it's supposed to be funny because that's the nature of the character. Like mm-hmm. Thor was not; I, I don't think in the comics he was supposed to be funny, right? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think that like you know Star Lord or whoever had a chip on his shoulder, but he wasn't funny in the way that Chris Pratt made him funny. In the movies, it made him super. No, it's successful. an MCU thing for sure. This, yeah, it's a new MCU sort of thing, like, and like Simu is the best kind of fit for that. I can't think yeah. of others, right, who would fit yeah. there. So, which I thought out. was weird because everyone there was this whole this ongoing thing about whether he's like good looking enough <laughs> and whether he's like hot enough. Yeah. First, I'm like, is Shang Chi supposed to be hot? I didn't know that that was like a prerequisite for who playing Shang Chi. Supposed to be a hot Marvel male superhero? Who? Because. Yeah, because I like in the in like the canon. Because I'm I'm thinking of X Men. Like Wolverine is supposed to be this like five foot two freak. Um, I guess Cyclops. Really? What? Yeah, he's supposed to be very small in in the comics. Um, I I think I think Cyclops is supposed to be the the traditional handsome guy. But right. Yeah, I don't really think any of the superheroes are supposed to be especially attractive. Well, they're they're portrayed as attractive, right? Even Peter Parker. I know you guys talked about this in the last pod about like how even Spider Man isn't. Supposed to be hot because he's supposed to be a nerd, but he does get portrayed as attractive. He has like good hair and he's like jacked and stuff in the comic, right? Um, likewise, if you, I don't know, if, again, like Shang-Chi is like a fucking C list, D list hero. No one knows about him. But those, for those who've seen him in the comics, like he was kind of modeled after Bruce Lee at first. So, like, like cool action hero, but kind of goofy haircut and stuff, like back from the 70s. And his future iterations in the comics, he, be, he had, you know, he had more kind of like a modern, like, handsome asian man look to him um especially when he was paired up with domino who's his love interest in, in a later comic series so I, I don't think he's not supposed to be attractive right but like people on online definitely had something out for, uh, for simu saying that there were way better choices than him and and then there's all the comparisons with uh, not comparisons but like the contrast with tony lung being you know way better looking and got way more accolades for for his like good looks in the movie too so there's that as it's well. just it was just a weird conversation to have because i just it just doesn't it's just not something that came up with like and like uh aquafina no one's like oh yeah she's not hot enough to be a sidekick mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't come up it doesn't come up with any other like marvel leads no one's like 
Benedict Cumberbatch isn't hot enough to be Doctor Strange. Right. It was, a, and it right. was a lot of Asian people that were saying this, and, a, and Asian dudes that were saying this. Uh, so it just kind of showed what was at stake with a lot of this Asian male cinema representation. Was this, you know, can we please not get an asexual, you know, not so good looking guy? And you know, he is pretty asexual. Uh, not Simu, but like the character in the movie. You know, the thing that's weird about that is that I would think that like, if you're like an Asian guy, you, you should be happy that this is not some uh, otherworldly attractive guy, but but a guy you could probably see at your local gym, you know, that right. kind of guy. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that's kind what of makes problem. Paul Rudd, uh, you know, uh, appealing as Ant-Man. He's in every one's like, oh, he's so hot. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's just like the this dorky guy. I know, you know, yeah. Because that was the problem. Well, one of the problems with like Henry Golding is that yeah, Henry Golding is very handsome, but he's also very removed. I mean, also because he's like half white, has like British accent, is not is not American. But that was kind of the thing with him. So I don't know. I think some people just have to complain about everything. So are a lot of the sort of like Asian martial arts guys that are coming out. Like the what's his name, the Koji guy from Oh Andrew Koji. Andrew Koji, and then the other guy that, that was in Mortal Kombat, who I think wanted to go out for Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Oh, Louis Tan. Yeah. Louis Tan. And then there's that other guy who was, who was also in Mortal Kombat that I think wanted to go out for Shang-Chi. Oh. Um, uh, you know Lin, what I'm talking about? Ludi Lin. Ludi Lin, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. who was fucking jacked in, in Mortal Kombat. Like yeah, he yeah, yeah. So he was otherworldly jacked in that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're right. I think Simu is the most sort of like Marvel you know, that dude I know kind of guy. And I don't know. I just got the feeling that, uh, cause I, I like, I'm in the theater, I'm watching it and it's a mostly like white or non-Asian audience. And they're like cracking up at this film. They love this movie. I'm, I'm not, I, I didn't really like it and I didn't find it funny or anything, but, um, I didn't hate it, but I just, I thought it was like about as good as crouching tiger Two. Which is like a oh, terrible that's, that's movie. bad. Yeah, I thought it was. I, pretty, I haven't I, seen I Crouching Tiger too, but I heard terrible things about it. it. I thought this was at that level, and uh, but everyone else. I mean, it might have been me because everyone else seemed to really love it and loved uh, Simu in it and that loved his jokes and everything. And it just made me wonder: like, is it possible that like non-Asian people like the Asian American stars more than we do? Like, I think what caught might be catching people by surprise a bit is that there actually is a market for this stuff outside of Asian people. Like that's the interesting part. Reddit fucking loves Simulu. He did an AMA uh, before like a week or I think before the movie came out, I, I spent yesterday just going through it, but he just has that Reddit appeal. Like he, <laughs> he loves uh, the NBA subreddit. He has that kind of very, uh, online sense of humor and i i think i think guys especially reddit guys just love him um and i, I think that's why it works i really like the movie i wasn't I, I wasn't sure what to expect i haven't seen a lot of marvel movies which i think helped because i've never seen i think a funny marvel movie i thought there were parts of endgame uh, which is one of the few marvel movies i've seen that were really funny like fat thor i love fat thor <laughs> but you know black panther i, I like this more than black panther I, I thought black panther was a little very too serious, heavy serious you know it, it, i think it took itself a little too seriously yeah i saw iron man a long time ago i barely remember it i'm sure it was a very good movie but i don't remember it too well 
So Shang-Chi, I, I ended up really enjoying. And I was, in the beginning, like first 10, 15 minutes, I was just like, oh, please don't be cringe. Please don't be cringe. Yeah. Uh, but then I think after about half an hour, I was like, I think I'm really enjoying this. And I lost track of time. It, it, like, it, it felt like the movie's like rather long. I think it's uh, two hours and 20 minutes. It flew by very quickly for me. I think the movie actually had a lot of elements that Asian Americans might look at and would like maybe 10 years ago thought was cringe, right? Like the kind of like the crazy like Chinese mystical world at the end and like the like family elements and like those tropes and so on. But from the reactions I've seen online, the reactions from the audience, reaction from critics, like no one seemed to have reacted poorly to those elements. I think either... American, you know, moviegoers and, and media lovers at large just like like Asian stuff now, which is one of the things we've been talking about here, right? Um, or, you know, we've kind of gotten over the cringe that comes from being, as I guess uh, Sandra O oh would say, like unapologetically Asian or whatever, right? Which is what I thought, this I thought like. they were pretty light on it. I, you know, there was like this part where they're sitting at like the bar talking to their like friends that are like a couple at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he was talking about his past. Like he, you know, it's sort of expository dialogue and he's talking about growing up Yeah, how he met and he's like, you know, I got bullied for, you know, whatever the usual reasons. And then I thought that it was kind of like written in a way to be like, okay, we're going to put the, this has all the usual Asian. I was an Asian kid. I got bullied or whatever, but we're not going to really spend a lot of time on this because everyone knows it. So it really fast forwarded through all that stuff. And, you know, they had a little bit of a scene with the auntie who was actually from Joy Luck Club, if you remember her. And (laughs) they were doing the Joy Luck Club family, you know, thing, but they also fast forwarded through that. And then it just never came back again. And I thought, like it, it, they were almost kind of like just uh, skipping through that part. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. but the, the part of the, the point of that part was to maybe nod at those types of Asian American storytelling, but also to do some kind of character building for both Katie and for uh, Shang Chi, right? Sean. Or oh, I meant like they were purposely almost going like you know the part where he's like for the usual reasons. I won't get into it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it almost seemed like they were intentionally saying like yeah, we're not we're not going into that rabbit hole but because everybody knows like everybody knows he's implying you know because like we like yeah like we could totally make this some you know another uh sob story about the asian kid that got you know whatever yeah but we're not really that interested in this and we're going to be moving on very quickly from it yeah uh and i was happy they did that because that would have been really boring but were you pissed that they had had like an obligatory moment of trying to touch on those common themes in american storytelling no you're like this is no i mean i think it's i think it's fine i don't have like a problem with it it's just you know if if it's overdone and so it's usually like duel club was basically that breakfast scene for two hours right (laughs) 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 and i'm like what is the point of this i mean they that breakfast scene lasted maybe like three minutes and then we're off to the races so and it was overall a happy scene it was mm-hmm. it was not oh god we got to have this miserable breakfast with our miserable parents and our miserable grandparents and they're going to browbeat us into maintaining family I don't know it was like everyone seemed to love each other and yeah the grandma makes like the, the joke about them getting married but it's not treated like oh I, I don't want to marry her like yeah. you know that kind of thing yeah it's almost as if in this movie the asian american tropes have become so tropified that they present it as a trope. Like this is Shang-Chi at this moment is your typical Asian American guy. That's how it and starts. So, That's how yeah, it starts. Yeah. And so you, yeah. we're going to go through the typical, you yeah. know, bullshit, uh, uh, Drilla club type morning scene with the thing and the auntie and no, you can't, you know, that. And 
the the point of it is not to be like, oh, understand the Asian. No, it's just like, yeah, you know, this is like any other Asian American kid that you know. Yeah, but the interesting. And I thought thing that about, was really interesting the way they did that. The interesting thing about that see those scenes, as well as like a whole bunch of things sprinkled out through the entire movie, was that there were quite a few nods to Asian American storytelling and like movies and maybe tropes or you know those like for example um when the ronnie chen character says like oh i speak abc like yeah. no yeah. one in the audience who is not asian would know what abc is but that was like well, an inside joke but you know the funny thing was the, the audience in the theater i was in they all laughed at that like a oh, lot of non-asian okay. people understood it all right maybe, uh, maybe or i think they might have thought that he was weirdly referring to uh, the English language oh, as like ABC. ABCs. Yeah, maybe the, uh, the, the joke plays out both ways. Yeah, because it, it's just a very weird, it, it's like a very peculiar way of talking. That just sounds funny. Plus, like, Ronnie Chang is just like a, he just gives funny vibes. Yeah, so. a, yeah he was he was great in his character. So, right? yeah, I'd be impressed if, like, a, a non-Asian I think, understood I, Well, that. the reason, because I think it was, like, a knowing, you know, like, when white people are proud of themselves. <laughs> like, it was that kind of laughter where I was like, oh, they probably have a friend. A friend who like explained what it was or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it wasn't just that. It was, yeah, the scenes at the beginning, it was jokes like that. It was stuff like, um, you know, like in the crazy mystical world, they had those crazy animals and they had like the lions that were like the lions from, you know, the, the you know, in the Chinatown uh, celebrations, they do all the dancing and stuff. Like as an Asian kid, especially Chinese kids, you would grow up with that surrounding you. You kind of get it, right? But for anyone else, watching it it's just like the environment it's just like the the world that they're in and it's fine but there's a there's a whole bunch of stuff that was written kind of like if you're asian you'll get this and and that gives us a, a little bit more um i think a little bit more cachet for for the asian american audience which i appreciate it right it's like it, it wasn't going so hard that it was trying to be like woke about anything it was just like adding these elements that certain parts of the audience may may enjoy further well which, see that's the thing i'm questioning is is uh, is this actually for an asian american audience or was this was this really made for broad appeal and Disney, uh, you know, for, for all the negative things that we say about Disney, one thing they really know how to do is market films. Yeah. They know the their market. Yeah. Um, it, it is like, actually it is like SpongeBob uh, movies and SpongeBob, the TV show. It's a, it's nominally a children's show, mm-hmm. but there's like weird jokes that are like nods toward to the adults who are there with the children. But in this sense, Chung Chi, you know, the, the the kids are the greater mainstream audience, and the Asian American viewers are the ones that are getting those nods from these like bits of writing and, and the, the the background and the characters. And so but on, what so. I'm getting at is because I would not call this an Asian American film in the sense of like, I I know the director is like Asian, but it's a Disney film. Like it's hard to say. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's it would be hard even to say that Black Panther was a black movie. It's a, yeah. it's a Disney movie. It, it, you don't make $95 million over a weekend by, you know, so-called just being an Asian American film. I mean, right. I, I look at right. the, you know, I've been looking at the YouTube comments, Reddit comments, like everybody just goddamn loves this movie. Right. And it's like nice that, you know, Asian Americans might love it a little more extra. Yeah. But it's it's clearly not meant uh, just for us, which, yeah, it's, you it's know, it's a Marvel movie. It shouldn't just be for us. Well, it's not some here's art the, no, here's the thing. Money. Is, yeah. Here's the thing that I'm wondering, right? Is it is it might be actually the case that Asian Americans don't like it as much as everyone else that we're still we're having some because I know there's a lot of people who are very against this movie because there it, it there's there are a lot of race racial tropes in this movie. I mean, fundamentally speaking, it's no different than Big Trouble in Little China, right? It's all sorts of like the same kung fu tropes and, you know, bullshit fake Chinese uh uh uh, mysticism 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's not culturally authentic at all. And I think that, you know, okay, there's no white, because there's no white people in it, barely, uh, or at all, really. Um, there's the guy with the sword for an arm. Yeah, there's that guy. guy, And there's Ben Kingsley, right? Uh, (laughs) There's, you know, it's harder to level this accusation that it's like really a white, it's a white savior film or any of the things that really seem to piss Asian people. But it's still fundamentally a tropey, stereotyped movie. And And I'm wondering if like actually Disney has found a way to market sort of Asian themes in a way that even Asian Americans aren't able to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, does it take a Marvel to make an Asian American character popular? (laughs) And this whole thing that we need to tell authentic stories about ourselves, you know, you know, is that actually kind of bullshit? And is it possible that maybe Asian Americans, we don't actually know what it is about ourselves that people like. (laughs) Because I'm not even sure we really like ourselves. We don't, because like, you know, the same thing I noticed with Crazy Rich Asians was everyone online and in real life that I know uh, who watched that movie, a lot of them, a lot of people went out of their way to be like, I don't really like Constance Wu. And I didn't really like Rachel, but the movie was good. And I, and I heard a lot of things like that about Simu. I heard a lot of people going and, you know, like my, my own sister said that she was like, a lot of people were like, yeah, I'm interested in seeing this movie. I'm not the biggest fan of Simu, but, you know. <laughs> and I didn't really hear non-Asians saying that. I, I thought Simu was a big draw for non-Asians. They loved, like you said, they loved them. Wait, yeah. what, what were her reasons for not liking Simu? I, I, know, like, I have no idea. I know, like, <laughs> Constance Wu, like, some people say, uh, you know, behind the scenes, she's a real, like, bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm assuming it has something to do with that, just, like, you know, rumors and uh, but I mean, Simu. I mean, we know they're like you know some some weird corner of Twitter that has a has it out for Simu. But besides them, like I, I'm just wondering what uh what people could have against them. I I suspect that it's 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 not like they. I don't think people like just straight up hate him. I just think that part of it is that he is actually quite regular looking, and I don't mean that as an insult. I mean that in the sort of Paul Rudd or Chris Pratt way. Like he actually yeah, but, looks. But shouldn't like, that be a plus? That's my that's my whole thing. I mean, we all kind of want. No, I know it should be, but my point is that Asian Americans are not like very. They're pretty self loathing in a way, right? Like I, I think what's going on with Asian Americans. I think that's what's going on. Is I think there are quite a lot of uh, like Asian American actors that people pretty much unequivocally love. I, I have heard nobody say anything bad about like say Sandra Oh or John Cho or Steven Yoon or Randall Park or anything. But the moment there is something that might be a little bit, even a little bit controversial about you, I think Asian American get very insecure and be like, oh no, like what if um, I don't want, because there's that fear, like I don't want to be the Asian who only supports someone because they're Asian. Uh, so if it's like Aquafina and her black sand thing, okay, throw her under the bus. If it's Constance Wu and her, uh, n- not being like a nice person, throw under the bus. If it's Simulu, uh, whatever, I'll throw him under the bus. Uh, so I think it's that uh, fear of being attached to a sl- even slightly objectionable Asian. But the, on the other hand, though, I mean, even Sandra Oh, like she hasn't had a movie this big or she hasn't had a movie as big as Crazy Rich Asians, you know, and she hasn't really been put, even though she's won awards and stuff and she has her own series and all that stuff, like, I think that's very off into like a white person, uh, an Asian person taking on a role that like anyone could take. 
So it's like, oh, this show didn't need to have an Asian, you know, chair of the English department. It just so happens that we 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 cast Sandra Oh because she's the best actress or she really fit the part. But I haven't really seen her. Maybe I'm forgetting. I'm leaving something out. But I haven't really seen her where it was like, you know, she's in an Asian vehicle, an Asian American vehicle, like Crazy Rich Asians. You know, and and I think the moment that happens is when people there I, I feel like what happens is like the like there's there's a mirror quality to these movies where you're kind of seeing yourself on screen and i feel like it's you know when you first hear yourself recorded on on tape like you first yeah. hear your voice recorded you're like I, I sound like that or when you like see yourself on on video and you're like oh shit i look like that I feel like there's a bit of that going on, which is why people tend seem to have recoiled a bit uh, with, um, you know, Rachel Chu, or in this case, Shang-Chi, because they are so relatably, they're so relatable and identifiable. And but they're not perfect. Like, what's the issue? Like, why, why do they actually have? Because dislike? I don't think Asian Americans particularly like our own image. I think I think we like it when you know we're presented in a very flattering light, but that's unrelatable. Like uh, Daniel Day Kim, who's uh, doesn't really look like your average man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or you know something where it, like with Sandra O, oh, like even her, like I just don't think people really see Asians really see themselves in her. She seems a little bit off, like. You know, she's she's playing roles that I don't think Asian Americans really see themselves in in a typical sense. So I don't think she necessarily brings up yourself, you know, like when you see it. But I get the feeling that like Aquafina, Constance Wu, uh, you know, Simu or whatever, that does kind of happen. So you're and when people, the stage people... gets really big, like it does with these blockbuster films, I think that's when when it's when it kind of this weird. Well, I get of. I get it from a, a large stage thing, right? Like Marvel, yeah. you know, MCU blockbusters is the is the largest stage, is why it's a big deal. And mm-hmm. maybe when you see someone who you may see yourself in on the big stage, you become extremely self conscious. Not not just in the way that you see them, like you look at them, you're like, oh, I could be Simu, but he's kind of ugly. Like I don't want to be that plain or whatever or ugly. You may also be self conscious about how everyone else perceives you. Oh shit! Why did they choose like a frumpy looking average? guy to represent us mm-hmm. like everyone's gonna watch this movie and be like oh fucking all asian guys look like him he's so normal or ugly yeah or aquafina's just yeah. you know after all she's not really that funny you know or not funny she's enough, very annoying or, yeah, rachel or, or a constant like, I thought she was funny in this movie i, 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 I thought I, yeah i thought she was good i, I know what i'm saying like but, that a lot of people have said that about her like oh i i you know i i could have done without her uh the right, would have the criticism especially yeah. when they when they take like when the stakes get high right the stakes get really high and they're like well this is these are going to be the people these are the asians that are going to be seen by fucking everybody and it and they happen yeah, I think they're just too relatable. And and this is I I picked I picked up on this during Crazy Rich Asians because I was like the one thing I noticed was like Asian people were not really into Constance Wu. They just there was some, for some reason like people just didn't really like her very much. But were they into Henry Golding or like Yeah, but Dick? see he's not Asian American in the film. 
Oh, right? I see. So she was the New York are... Flushing girl, right? Yes, She's the right. one that the Asian American audience is supposed to relate to directly. That's right. She's the vessel. I mean, everyone loved Gemma Chan. Everyone loves Michelle Yeoh. But we're comfortably distant from these people. Yeah, they're Asian, Asian. Right? Yeah. Same with Tony Leung, by the way. That's the same. Yeah, Tony Leung, of course. He's a film god from Hong Kong. I mean, yeah. you don't see yourself in him. Yeah, all the interviews you about know? him have been this kind of weird thing where everyone's kind of like treating him like this god at arm's distance because that's like, kind of what he is yeah <laughs> and 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 that because of that you don't have the same criticisms as you do with like a simu where it's like oh he's like the guy down the street i can criticize him exactly exactly i get what you're saying i get what you're saying but yeah. the, but here's the thing this is why i don't think you're correct which is that everyone to chris's point everyone fucking love this film <laughs> right oh, everyone but everyone loved crazy rich asians too they just yeah. didn't like constance Wu. okay the, the asian people i mean and everyone loved this film but it seems like a lot of asians have a problem with uh, Simu being underwhelming in some respect. Yeah, you know, it could also be that, um, like, it, it is this kind of jealousy. Uh, not that people actually like actually want to be in the movie, but it's it's a sense of like because they are familiar to us, they represent a type of Asian American that we know and don't like. And like, why does this person get or this type get to be uh, our representative or our star? Whereas you know, it's easy to idolize. Uh, Tony Leung, because we are not in the same lane exactly as like a like a, a Chinese person in China or or like a Korean person in Korea. So we're not really competing with them, whereas we are competing with the Constance Wu's and the Simu Lu's and the Aquafinas. Right, Simu has a story where he like was an accountant who got fired and like did stock photography, you know, photos for a while for like hundred bucks a pop, and then eventually made it big, made it lucky, made it big. Like you could almost see yourself fitting in that, right? Um, whereas Tony Long, like he's been fucking working HK films for like decades and is a fucking yeah, like legend. 60. Yeah. You can't, you can't really yeah, relate to yeah, him. He's so. the guy from in the mood for love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean he's, just he's a crazy. fucking icon. Slightly yeah, so. off topic. Like, do you yeah. think they use some kind of like anti-aging process on him? Cause he, he looks so good for 60. <laughs> I was just like, how, how is this guy? Like, like I, you know, he's a perfect advertisement. Why you should use like SPF and uh, a retinol from an early age. It's like, <laughs> yeah. if you, that's all natural, like my God, you know? Have you yeah, seen Andy amazing. Lau? Uh, He's yeah, same age, yeah, yeah. Actually, he yeah, looks, some... he looks incredible for sixty. <laughs> yeah, and all no, those not, Hong Kong not even for sixty. You could just say like, he looks incredible. Period. Probably mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh. Philip, you you, you talked something about like the film uh, being not that woke, and I, I just find it very funny because I don't know if you guys know, but uh, like yesterday or a couple of days ago, Simulu on I think it was on Instagram. Uh, what, what do you call it? Stories. He posted a bunch of these screenshots of these uh, big YouTube channels, which are all these kind of like, I don't want to call them alt-right exactly, but they're very like anti-SJW. And they all were, for whatever reason, rooting for Shang-Chi to fail. And he <laughs> uh, he posted all of them and he put like LOL. And, and they spent a whole day like raging against him and, and, and trying to, you know, save face. And I, I thought it was just really funny because you watch Shang-Chi and it's, it's like, it has nothing to do with that kind of stuff that those guys hate. And in fact, in, in a lot of YouTube comments, I saw a lot of people being like, yo, like, actually watch the movie. This is the kind of movie we should support. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because uh, uh -huh. I think I think a lot of those guys' uh, YouTube channels just do it to get the, the views because mm -hmm. they're always mad about something. Like, yeah. like uh, what's that, the, that ridiculous? Masters of the Universe, for example, recently. Like, who gives a damn, really, right? But they spent, like, weeks on that thing. Uh, and I, I thought, yeah, Shang-Chi did this struck this nice balance between you know acknowledging the whole asian american identity thing without getting too bogged down in it 
to the point where you know it's got like a 98% audience rating on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Crazy. It doesn't have that critic versus audience split that often comes when you have these movies that really like I think uh, this double punch of it being a bad movie and being too preachy. That's yeah. what that's when that big split happens. Yeah, Shang-Chi had a couple like girl power scenes, right, with like his sister and so on. But like it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't preaching in any way and it, they didn't overdo it. Um, and they had like, it was just kind of good at all around, um, all around being kind of excellent at portraying all these different characters without feeling like it's trying to teach you a lesson. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I think it escaped any kind of criticism from that usual crowd, which is which is good for score, I suppose, because you, know, you don't have trolls coming in trying to bog it down. The downside, though, is I thought it was incredibly dull. Like it, I thought it was, I mean... From my from my angle, like it was just, uh, it was like novel. It was novel, and I think it like stood out because it's Asian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's exactly one of the reasons why is something like I'm not particularly interested in is like, you know, this sort of like fake Chinese mystical universe. Like I, I'm not really into the universe building that they're doing there at all. Um, I don't hate it, but it's just boring. It's just like you know what it reminds me of, like. Philip, I went to uh, the Gardner Museum in uh, Toronto and they had like (laughs) this, uh, yeah, they had this like really uh, this exhibit of European porcelain. That's right. When they were trying to mimic Chinese porcelain, like directly mimic to the point where they were painting like Chinese people on the, on the, on on, like the, you know, vases that they were. Yeah. The French and or English doing this. Yeah. And it was like so racist. Like even back then in the 18th century, they were painting like yellow face on it. But and also, it was like the, to, the quality of the porcelain was like complete trash compared to the Chinese. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah. Well, the quality of the of, of the firing and the painting wasn't very good. But I'm and it, you know, I'm I'm looking at this stuff, and it's so obviously not Chinese, but it's trying to be. It's Shinoiserie, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what this movie felt like. It's like watching Shinoiserie. It's, but it was made it, by Asian people. Like, I mean, the director was yeah, Asian. And like, I'm sure, but you know, you know, it, I think it, this movie really, is is like the difference between. Um, I don't know, like like really, like like high end Panda Express type of Chinese food versus like the authentic thing or, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, pretty much. And it 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 is what it is. It it's not gonna ever be authentic, but it's it doesn't have to be. And if people like it, I think that's that's what it's trying to do. So yeah, it's never going to be whatever the the most uh, renowned like. Uh, Chinese mystical martial arts movie straight out of China is going to be, but uh, it, you know, it, it's not, but I thought, I thought that too. I thought I enjoyed like big trouble in little China a lot more than this because big trouble in little China wore that on its sleeve a little bit more and had this intentional Chinatown kitschiness, this schlockiness to it. That was fun. It was fun and ridiculous. Like it was completely ridiculous. Uh, and it really owned it, it. Really owned that. Whereas this movie, I felt you know, especially with putting high caliber actors from Asia in it, and like a third of the movie is in Chinese, mm-hmm. and like the animals and stuff are all straight out of like real Chinese mythology, and, mm-hmm. and there's elements of this attempting to appear authentic that just it didn't work as well as something that just went out all out schlock like. Big Trouble in Little China, which I thought was a lot more fun, but yeah, that might be. But I did think it was 
kind of that schlock. Like we know this isn't supposed to be that series. Like you got the like the nine tail foxes and 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 the Morris creature, which I didn't even know was a, a real thing. I only recently, just like yesterday, found out that like the faceless uh, chicken pig or whatever. Yeah, those are real. <laughs> the, the I mean, I mean, those are real thing. from those are actually uh, from Chinese. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think it. I think it knows it's it's like that. And if you, I, I, yeah, if you're uh, approaching this. Um, wanting something more authentic it's, it's never going to fulfill it it is a comic book movie it's it's like it is to chinese culture what a thor is to actual norse mythology and if you accept <laughs> yes. that right that's yeah. right you're gonna have yeah. fun and i think that's yeah that's it, 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 it is it's still it's not an asian american film like it's meant to be a fucking action you know movie right still end of the day and like i think those part that part of the movie like in the, in the third like act or whatever where they're in that mystical kind of chinese world that that in the trailer was what turned me off from thinking it was gonna be any good, and like I thought they spent a little bit too much time on it, but I overlooked it because I thought all the other elements were were quite good. I thought like you know the action scenes were excellent. Still, I'm not a big fan of like wuxia or whatever that style of martial arts is that that they had like big you know big nods and big inclusion for, but uh, I overlooked it because I thought it was still great. I would have preferred if it was, and I think it would be more Asian American if they had more of the energy from the first half of the film. Yeah. Right. With like yeah. the San Francisco scenes, the San Francisco Chinatown, like the little shots they did. There. I, I love that. That was. Great. I was hoping they would have more of that. Actually. Yeah. I like totally. The, I like be... the first part a lot more than the last. Yeah. Part. The last and then, part just sucked. Yeah. And then when they traveled to um to was it Macau, right? Like to show you know, Asian Americans in Asia, like they did more of that too. I would be cool with that cool. too, right? Yeah. But but uh, and maybe they'll do that in the sequel. Who knows? Maybe they'll go back to this like Taolin or whatever this mystical place is. You know. Talo, Talo, yeah. Talon's a writer. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Um, you know, made up Chinese word, right? So, um, you know, know what's a really uh, funny fact? Um, So, both the biggest hit and the biggest flop of the summer both starred Asian guys. (laughs) What was the biggest hit or sorry, flop? Uh, Snake Eyes, starring Henry Golding. That was the biggest, the biggest flop. You sure? Was it, uh, it wasn't no, well, Free Guy with fucking what's his face? No, Free Guy's doing pretty well. Uh, maybe okay. somebody might say the Suicide Squad uh, that was pretty bad, but uh, you know, Snake Eyes was a huge bomb. Mm. Um, and I, and I think I think that's nice where you know we don't have to be like, oh god, Snake Eyes failed. You know, uh, back to the Stone Age for Asian representation for the next. Uh, was it Mortal Kombat kind of a surprise hit? In yeah, the it time, was. Right? Yeah, made some money. I, I actually enjoyed... See, Mortal Kombat is the type of movie I'll enjoy more because that, that's schlock. That's I just mean, pure fucking Phillip, schlock. You, yeah. you and I did that uh, podcast, but I mean, like, I looking back, that, that movie was not good. It was, I enjoyed like, it. I enjoyed the show. I thought it was hilarious. It. It was I remember great. when yeah. Kung Lao died so easily. I'm like, what the fuck? I thought this guy was supposed they to be They got to sacrifice one of the good guys. It was going to be him. It wasn't going to be Liu Kang. So. And I like Kung Lao. I, I don't know the Mortal Kombat games that well, but he's got that cool hat and everything. But, the um, killer hat, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Best thing was Ludi Lin had really good hair from that movie. He does, yeah. I don't know if that's a wig. Or I don't think it's his real hair. hair. I think that was like extensions at the at the very yeah. least. But did you watch that um that that clip on YouTube with him afterwards doing his vegan diet where he just like eats like you know some kind of weird seed powder like Ew. protein powder like out of a spoon? It was really strange. Oh, God. But it got him jacked, so who cares? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, why don't we talk about the uh, like the the lack of love story that that uh, Shang Chi got? I know some people are a little miffed about that. I honestly didn't care that much because I, I figure like any love story in, in most Marvel movies probably like in Black Panther. I don't remember anything between T'Challa and whoever um, Lupita Nyong'o's character was. It seemed at best like brother sister kind of thing. So I, I, you know, I, I didn't really care that he and 
and he didn't have a love interest. I like the dynamic between him and, and Katie. And I, I like the fact that, you know, they, they show like a potential Asian couple. And, you know, you got sequels. I mean, uh, Philip, you said Domino, this character is, is in the canon, his love interest. So who knows what will happen? One with, of his with... love interests, right? Like, oh, he has so he's a canon. player, huh? Yeah. So uh, what did you guys think? Like, did it, did it strike you in any way? I thought it was a bit undignified for Aquafina. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Oh, that she just, couldn't be the She love was a very much a third wheel. You know, oh. and and I just it just felt awkward, because uh, they had like scenes of intimacy, but then it's also like, what I can't. When was another? Where when have they ever done one where it was like the sort of co lead was so clearly in the friend zone? You know, <laughs> like well, is it Pepper Potts like? I remember in the Iron there's Man. There's tension. There's just a lot of tension there. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, she's like clearly Goo Goo Gaga for Tony Stark, and and Tony Stark's just like yeah, she, right. Well, they get married, and he, she becomes the but Iron, eventually, Iron yeah, Woman. yeah, yeah, eventually. And then, so, and yeah. that's what happens in the in the I think in the comics as well. But right from the start, there's tension. Mm-hmm. And here, there's no tension. They're like brother and sister, but then he, but then there's an actual sister. So so this is like she's even more third wheel because like. She's like the kid's sister, but then he has an actual sister. So who is she? Like, what what is the role that she plays? It's she she was a very extraneous character from my perspective. Yeah, I mean, just just by the fact that she was like instantly good at archery, I think they're gonna be like, oh, you're you're actually descended from some like archery god, which is why she gets invited into the portal by uh, Benedict Wong's character. I don't know his I don't know his uh, character's name, but well, it's like uh, he's not just inviting her because she's his friend. She must have some kind of destiny. Uh, that will be revealed in the sequel. She'll, she'll be revealed as Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new Hawkeye. Like I could be interesting. Yeah. yeah, I know. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. Like I knew people were going to complain about it, but it, it really doesn't like matter because I think to your point, Chris. Like if they are going to give him a love interest, so it will probably happen in a follow up. He had that that little like kind of cheeky moment in the bus fight scene. Oh where yeah, he, where like, he's like, didn't he like flirt with two women? There was like that that white woman, and then the. The woman whose uh, laptop he chopped in half didn't he have like a little thing with her too? Like no, like I think icon? he just said sorry and then destroyed her laptop. Oh, okay. I must have just <laughs> um, seen. Oh, with something. the white woman, yeah. I mean, you, you can tell that he's like, you know, he they they they're showing the side of him that shows that he's not just some kind of asexual. He's like, not a eunuch, you know. He's got a, he's yeah. got balls, you know. Sure, like, but but he's got also bigger things to deal with in this movie or whatever, right? So yeah. that, that was legit. The only part of the movie where I laughed was when that dude on the bus started immediately live streaming yeah that was so good I, that, was that was the, like that was the I first and only laugh that i had in the movie i think that was the moment where i thought i grew confident that this movie knew what i was doing yeah. yeah i think up until then it was a little you know like i i was i was like oh please don't be cringe but that was genuinely funny yeah. and um i i thought okay okay this movie gets it i, I can i can rest easy now yeah that that scene and this is why i like the bus scene so much was that it was it showed that they kind of got that excellent Marvel movie formula in there. They have like they're interlacing, you know, some some like character background building as well as like sweet action and some comedy, right? To to pace it well, um, all while playing a really bumping '88 Rising soundtrack behind it, right? Like that was excellently done, and that's why I want to see more of that in in Shang Chi. But they didn't they didn't go that way. Um, but yeah, that that definitely did raise my confidence too that it was going to go well. I got to say one thing about that 88 Rising thing was like, not about 88 Rising itself, but just like, you know how they have the um, the sort of Easter egg uh, scenes at the end after the credits? Mm-hmm. 
and I'm watching the credits roll. And there's just like thousands of people involved in making one of these movies, man. Yep. It's crazy yep. how many people, and it really brings to, in a visual way, the scale of like the capital involved in making one of these films. And sort of like what a big deal it is to be cast in the lead, or even as like one of the central characters. Like you're, you're like, delivering the goods on something that involved like literally like what was the budget on this thing it must have been like well over i heard 100 million dollars. 250 ish million i think give or take okay 50 million that's fucking crazy that's a lot of money i and they were bitching that it wasn't even that much money no but i think for an mcu movie i think that's on the lower end believe it or not they said the reason that that's it was kind of bullshit because they got a 50 million dollar tax credit from australia that didn't count they always get tax credits. So, I mean, so whatever the budget was, bump it by fifty. Sure. Uh, but it was crazy. I mean, just looking at the sheer number of people involved in the special effects and the legal and the this and the corporate and the music, and then I saw eighty eight risings logo, mm-hmm. and then I saw a special thanks to Jeff Yang, our favorite guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, these are massive undertakings, you know? Like, yeah, they are really, really big undertakings." Yeah, and to your point, like the the lead, right? Like the often male lead who is the superhero in in question. Their job is to bring their charisma to to make this a successful movie. Yeah, it's incredibly right? stressful. Like that's a lot of pressure on uh, Simu there. Yeah, no, and, he, and, and he was that's before adding all the fucking Asian American representation bullshit on top of that, right? Look, look mm-hmm. to put this in the perspective. Uh, just like three years ago, he was starring in a Wang Fu movie. Remember Yappy? <laughs> Not even a star. One of, the, one of the co-stars. Yeah, he was one okay. of the side characters. Oh wow! Of on Yappy. <laughs> um, so I, I can't think of the, when was the last time that like a tr- I don't want to call him a nobody because that's like a little disrespectful. But well, he came from nothing. I mean, he he doesn't have connections. He's not. Yeah, Kim, no, Kim, I Kim mean, means is like a cult hit, like a Canadian CanCon cult hit. It's nothing. It's nothing. So it got it got it got platformed on Netflix pretty big though. Yeah, and that made it a cult hit. But be, even be, like, be, with that in mind, it was still not a huge like it's not a mainstream thing. Like this is not Chris Evans. This is not Robert Downey Jr. This is like. Whoever the yeah. fuck Simi Lou is, right? I think the last yeah. time it might have happened was maybe like Chris Hemsworth, who was this guy from Australia. I don't think he'd been in anything big, but of course he's he's like he's like a white dude, uh, you know, good looking blonde white dude. So sure. that, that's like uh, that's he's got that going for him. But I, I, they, I mean, they really took a massive gamble on on Simi Lou, if you really think about it. I like, think that underdog status is in part what makes the whole thing appealing and the story, like the story behind the success, really great. And also why people online really like him is because he was Well, yeah, I, I think once the movie was good, people were... Like, if the movie sucked, the people aren't just going to go pity watch it. Just be like, oh, we got to do it no. for... You know. But when, when was the last time Marvel made a movie that sucked? Like, just straight up sucked, where people were like, this is garbage. I don't know. Like, they're pretty I, I solid, I heard bad things right? about they Thor got a, 2, they got a winning um, but I never saw it, yeah. But. I mean, what I'm saying is, like, Marvel is a pretty good bet. Yeah, but especially by this like phase four, by movie thirty or whatever we're on right They've now. They've got the formula down. They're yeah, not going to so, come out with something that just sucks. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have cast him as Iron Man. You know, that's like you know, yeah. the, like well, if the whole thing hinges on that, it's not going to be like that. But um, I just think it's interesting because if you look at it, like we're saying, like oh, this was this was such a huge gamble. But I'm what I'm what I'm trying to suggest is that Marvel knows what it's doing. It knows how to make movies that appeal to. Uh, a broad audience uh, in like a very uh, deeply familiar way. Like it's a very comforting franchise, you know, 
mm-hmm. and people just really fucking love it. And they saw Simu and they were like, this guy can helm the franchise. He can be, you know, a legit like member of the core Marvel team. And I think a lot of Asian Americans didn't understand that. They did like what I'm saying is like we don't really get our own appeal. Like I, you know, does that does that make sense? Like, yeah, or we don't we don't like it. Either we don't like it, or we don't see it, or we we can't picture it. But the the suits at Marvel looked at you know Ludi Lin, they looked at uh, uh, Louis Tan, and they looked at uh, Simu, and they said we got good, three good ones, but the Simu guy has it, and. Looking back, it makes a lot of sense. You yeah, know, like, it's a formula. Yeah, like he is a he has he's he has that natural. Uh, what is that that trait? I, there's there's a hamminess to him. <laughs> you right? He's he's just yeah. hammy, and that's what they like, and that's what that's a Chris Pratt kind of thing, or the, that's a that's a you know, um, it's almost you know, all of their characters have that hamminess. Yeah, and, and if they did it before, like Thor and Thor 1 was much more serious. Thor and Thor Ragnarok was like very hammy. Very, mm-hmm. very hammy. Yeah. That's why people fucking love the shit out of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah I think I think most people will put that in their top five or, yep. or something like that. 100%. I see a lot of people it's putting like Shang-Chi in, in at least the top ten, which is... Top ten, see, top five. It's pretty, it's pretty up yeah. there. Actually, let's go down that road. That idea of Asian Americans not really knowing our own appeal. Because I think, I think it's almost... I think it's actually gone unnoticed just how kind of overnight because because when we did the pod uh the bonus pod last week about you know shang chi possibly uh being the end of this whole like media rep uh dating woes for asian guys type of discourse that's been going on for at least a couple of decades this could possibly be it i think like overnight it has i think definitely ended it i think like how can you complain anymore when you got this huge marvel hit with this like like Slightly above average looking Asian guy, Asian American guy, second generation Reddit type Asian American guy. Like I, I think it was, I think it happened so quickly and unexpected. That I, I don't think we've really processed what a weird development that is. I, I think it's just beyond the Asian male crap, right? Like I think it's also like after this movie and the fact that it succeeded, you would sound pretty dated and stupid and whiny if you were to say. Oh, Asian Americans need more Hollywood representation. We haven't. I mean, it was yet. already sounding like that, but I think this is just like after this. Yeah, this is the final nail in the coffin, right? Yeah. CRA was one, but like this is like okay, well, you got a fucking Marvel movie, like stop complaining. But know? okay, but with CRA, you could say it, it was more about like Asian women. The Asian men there also weren't Asian American; they were like Asian Australian, Asian British, uh, etc. Sure. And uh, on a scale of things, like Crazy Rich Asians on its first weekend was deemed this like huge success. It like it only made like thirty million dollars. It, it was it's a rom com. I mean, that's the but, that's the league it's in, right? This is right, right, right. Marvel so, league now. but you know, even if it's in that league, um, it still hadn't proven you could pretty much uh, do the equivalent of like like a hundred million type of weekend. I mean, in Shang Chi, if it were any other weekend without COVID, uh, it would oh, have done that. Yeah. So you know, it is different leagues, but you still got to prove you can hit in the major leagues. That you can hit the grand slam. You know what's interesting is Constance didn't like. She hasn't had um, really a big hit right since then, right? Because I think Crazy Rich and, Asians was too much of an ensemble piece. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I don't know if she was in Hustlers and stuff, but like I, I don't think she was really liked in that very much. Um, I mean, it was Jennifer Lopez's movie anyway. Yeah, and it was. She was. Yeah, exactly. She wasn't even headlining it. But Still like the show, yeah. I guess the question for me now is like, is there, 
is there is it harder to get actually an Asian woman into a like a truly mainstream what like I'm not talking about you know like uh, an Asian woman with a, a ton of sex appeal who can play you know uh, love interests in movies or something like that right I'm talking about like someone with like just really broad appeal the way that uh, you know I'm trying to think of like you know an example but um, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, you know, like no, I think that's a really yeah, good like it, question it, because girl, like an it girl kind of uh, actress, right? It girl, like... or I mean, just like or even just like you know, the funny girl or the or the relatable girl that blo- knocks it out of the park and has just you know super wide appeal. And you could say Sandra O, oh, or you could say no, Sandra's too old. I mean, not to be like. like yeah. disrespectful she, but she, she is old, but yeah. she's also not really asian american in that sense of i feel like she is an actress who you know despite all the recent stuff about it's an honor to be asian or whatever like really no, goes I... <laughs> out for roles that don't really have much to do with you know the idea of like this is an asian movie like the yeah. chair yeah. is i think her her like generation was all about not yeah. doing that. Uh, yeah. So you know. I'm saying like the female Shang Chi, basically. You know, and like the closest is probably Aquafina. Yeah. You know, but and, it's, and, it's, but I she think gets they've, they've up, tried. She's, she's too comedic, right? She gets written but, up. But they've thrown so much at, uh, behind her. It's it's really uh, remarkable how uh, often she gets cast in things. Oh yeah. And she got her own show on comedy. Was it Comedy Central? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, North she gets Queens. a lot of stuff, yeah. but I they for, she it's not taken off. Like, you know, it's. It, I, I think she's carved out a pretty good niche for herself. I mean, I like watching Shang Chi. I can kind of get why she keeps getting cast. I don't think there's probably another, uh, like Asian actress who can play that kind of funny. But I mean, like Asian actors in general aren't that funny. Uh, but. Uh, you know, I guess you could get an Ali Wong to do it, but I, she's probably the closest. Yeah. 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 But anyway, going back to your question about can an Asian American woman, do, I, I think that's a really, as I said, the sudden twist. Cause I think before Shang-Chi, I think there was at least among some Asian Americans, including myself, I, I was, there's this feeling that, you know, if, if any Asian American is going to really break out, it's going to be a woman because, you know, for various reasons. Uh, but then Shang-Chi happens and then you assess the scene right now. And you're like, who is, dominating the music charts who has number one movie um who is you know being called the greatest baseball player of all time and all that and you're realizing that it's a bunch of asian guys and i think that is what i'm talking about when i'm saying i think this could be the final nail in the coffin of that long kind of sad sack asian male attitude about yeah. uh, you know they don't really like us um you know we don't really belong here and all that i think after this can, can you really even say that anymore with a straight it, face it, 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 it's that's very true and i also think that it brings to light a point that has been often made but that i think asian guys younger asian guys sort of like refused to acknowledge because you know we didn't have had we didn't uh we we had not yet made it so to speak right and i heavily put like air quotes around that but you know shang chi <laughs> we've made it right is that the asian woman's uh relatively higher level of quote representation or inclusion in a lot of media i think was contingent on a lot of like you know 
hypersexualization or uh just really like whiteifying yourself you know or, and, or playing and, up your race to to like demeaning effect or yeah but then asian guys yeah, you guys that, that too. too like we yeah. get to do that too right oh okay, okay. Ken but but you don't, see what i'm saying is like now we're, we're in the dealing with something like shang chi which is of out and out like asian franchise in in its uh sort of overall branding and now you're right chris i think it's harder to see an asian woman doing that and isn't that the same for like you know pretty much all the races to, to some no, extent? exactly like, I, I think what was very confusing I, I think this is why like the asian american gender fight gets like so can get heated in its unique way even though every gender fight is heated in its own unique way was that like like the male ceiling is always higher just because you we do live in like a male society mm -hmm. um but you know for various reasons um you could argue that you know asian guys in certain ways were held below asian women uh whether uh, i'm talking more about just like just like social popularity that kind of thing but once once you can kind of make that jump you do have that higher ceiling as a man and right. Right. Shang Chi could be this uh, that you know so-called breakthrough, and then I, my my hope is that it 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 lets Asian American guys feel like hey you know what we don't have to like get so angry at like Asian women all the time we we can kind of do our own thing and and hey maybe they were right about some things like there are some shit they uh, put up with you know as just like women uh, in general and now that we've kind of gotten our own thing we can you know kind of move on to 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 another level that's not this like sad sackness yeah you, i described it as like you've lost your victim card right, right. like you know yeah. how we, we kind of talked about like um kind of liberal society as being this like everyone kind of builds their identity around victimhood and minority groups especially asian americans especially like have this whole thing where you have this victim complex and it becomes your entire identity right like we've lobbied this criticism at, at, at guys on asian reddit right like they spend a lot of time talking about how shitty things are now you really don't have an opportunity to say that anymore you sound dated you sound kind of whiny and stupid because you just have like like you said chris like three mainstream areas of of excellence right sports movies media right um uh and what was the last one music right um you're doing really well in those spaces so this kind of goes back to the question you guys were raising in the last pod about like, you know, prior to watching this movie and seeing it succeed was like, now that you have the spotlight, what are you going to do with it? There's so much more you could do. What are you bringing to the table? I think those are all relevant questions. I think it makes for a more interesting future for what can come out of the community, right? Because now you have this kind of barrier pushed aside. Yeah. And I think it'll be very, uh, it'll be very indicative of who will, f will be like happy to no longer have to cling to this rather humiliating victim mindset especially as, as like a yeah. as a man like nobody respects like a a whining man yeah he says not uh, dignified right like that's especially exactly. especially and i i think it's particularly bad when it comes to media rep because now you see like how did this happen you say over i mean this was like one of these if this was a social justice issue like these are the things that can get solved like overnight and i think the reason is because what you really want <laughs> is for some Marvel executives or some Disney executives to just say, okay, we'll do it. Like ult ultimately you need like, a, you know, like a powerful white guy to be like, okay, I'll <laughs> grant you your wish. 
Because that's all this is. It's just, it's literally saying like, I'll commit $250 million to you. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know? But you're going to make me money as well. Yeah, I mean, well, and, and it takes them a little bit of imagination to be like, okay, let's have a little bit of vision here and see like, you know, do, do, is there an Asian guy out there that has the kind of Marvel uh, appeal that, you know, can we find this guy? Oh, yeah. I, and look, I, I'm sure they could have found a ton of other guys in in, in the past as well, right? There, how many great, uh, like, uh, potential Asian male leads have there been that just never got the nod? Like, countless, right? And, uh, well, okay, this time around, it Simu was at the right place, right time, and he, and he, and he bagged it. But... The, the the whole thing came down to like okay we just got to convince the people at corporate that they should do this mm-hmm. and so i think it's particularly undignified because your victim mentality is basically like begging corporate executives to do something for you you know what i mean it's it's yeah but it's i don't like think any, i don't that's true but i don't think anyone cares right cuz you get to the ends it doesn't they don't really care about the means to get there it's just oh well, you we got your fucking movie and maybe there's some groveling maybe there's some embarrassing like moves on the way there but they got the movie well luckily they hopefully people don't have to do this anymore i would hope so yeah that's yeah yeah, and, yeah. yeah that's why the like i i keep hearing you know like this is history in the making first asian american uh superhero sure. or you know whatever and and it, that always sounded weird to me, and I figured out today why. Because when I think of like making history, I'm I'm thinking of, I don't know, um, somebody hitting an ungodly number of home runs or right. winning a great battle or reaching uh, the moon. inventing something. But it, it's never yeah. it it shouldn't be somebody given to you because yeah, exactly what was history exactly. being made of? Yeah. Kevin Feige gave us a franchise exactly. It's history. like saying it's, like- it's it's like <laughs> saying the first woman to win an Oscar for this. It's like it's just the academy deciding to vote for a woman. Yeah, and that's why this the the right. whole like history. I, I can kind of get where like the anti SGF would get really irritated with this, and I don't know yeah. if they're coming from the same angle, but it is uh, this weird sense of like this noblesse oblige by the true elites who run the culture industries, being like, "Oh, we invite you to the club, and this is history. Like, aren't aren't you glad that we're giving you well, the keys?" It's it's I, very. I've- no, I, I yeah. think you're absolutely right. Not only that, though, I think that that's basically the core message of all of these movies, this one and Crazy Rich Asians. Like, if you really pay attention to, I feel like, the deeper, quote, themes, the deep theme of the movie is that it's a really kind of almost about itself because, the you know, the, the very last uh, scene where Wong, uh, you know, Doctor Strange's uh, henchman, um, <laughs> you know, opens up a portal and, you know, kind of like loops them in, basically like inducts them into the MCU and, and, uh, uh, Captain Marvel is there. I think it's Captain Marvel, right? And, yeah, uh, and, uh the Hulk. Yeah. And Banner's there. Banner. And so now he's, you know, in the inner sanctum of the MCU and it's a sort of induction into the, uh, the cool kids into, club into the cool kids club. And, and what does he say to them? He was like that your life is going off on a tangent and in a trajectory that you've never experienced before. So get, go home, get some rest. But and then the next thing is like Shang Chi will return, meaning like this is definitely not the last time you know we'll have seen this character. He's going to come back in some form, and that's basically the story of Si Liu in in this movie. Was his tweet 
saying like, hey, hey, Marvel, do you want to have an Asian American star? And then boom, he got inducted into the cool kids thing. And it was like, your life will never be the same. And Crazy Rich Asians, it was the same shit. Like, you know, the scene where, uh, you know, she's a nobody and everyone's like kind of, uh, you know, laughing at her or whatever. And then she kind of charms the shit out of everyone at the at the big wedding. And like, it, it looked exactly like that scene, that wedding scene was probably looked a lot like, you know, Constance Wu going to the Hollywood premiere of this film. And in, in each case, it was basically saying, like, who can make your dream come true? Who can change your life? We can. Hollywood can. Being in a movie can. I think that's the core message of these films at the end of the day, is that the film industry is all powerful. And it's, it will change your life. And the movie is really about Simu Liu himself. And Crazy Rich Asians was really about Constance Wu herself and how or, or, you can or turn I think these it goes nobodies even beyond into that. heroes. They are stand-ins for Asian American men and women. Yes, or, or and like for, Asian and beyond that, they're stand-ins for we. We see ourselves in them, and that yeah, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. I mean, of course, Simulu's personal life is going to change. I mean, that's yeah. a given. Uh, but I think he symbolizes the ascension of Asian Americans. Yeah, we go. And, we, we're with him on this ride now. Yeah, we're part of the cool, it's like, cool, cool club, right? And that, and I yeah. think that the yeah, there's an danger in, in in just blindly going to that because I think it's perfectly yes. good for Asian Americans to feel like, hey, you know what? Uh, our faces were on that poster that basically saved the global box office. I think there's, it's perfectly legit to feel pride in that. But then don't give them that much power to be the ones who can make or break your self-esteem. And be like, okay, take take that and then and build off of it and, and do your own thing and, and you know, build yourselves up. Don't have to like for example, if they if they don't make like a like a Shang Chi three, don't don't let that crush your spirit. You know, it's just like <laughs> if you extrapolate this, I'm trying to think about what you guys are saying and extrapolating a little bit to like what's been going on in Asian America the last few years, which is that suddenly all of our shit is cool, but I don't think any of it was because of our own doing, right? Much of the same point you're making about like Simulu or us getting the the role because Marvel, a bunch of white executives at Marvel said you can have it. In the same way, like, you know, our food got really popular because of like what probably like Instagram or like some of the people, you Anthony know, white Bourdain. people's palettes change or Anthony Bourdain. I, s- I swear, Anthony right? Bourdain uh, probably made pho like 10,000% more popular in yeah. America because he was so obsessed with it. Yeah. And also like, you know, people like like Asian performers now because of like Korean people, not even Asian Americans or Asian Koreans, but because of Korean Koreans, right? None of this shit was their own doing. And now we're kind of struggling with like, what to do with the fact that we have all this social cachet and social, you know, credit, but we didn't earn it. You know what I'm saying? And we might not even understand it. There, uh, I don't know. Yeah, if you we guys may saw not it. even understand it. There was yeah, uh, yeah, Carl yeah. Zha. Uh, uh, he like spliced together a bunch of tweets by this uh, Asian American. I think she's a, she's a culture critic slash writer, and she saw. Mm-hmm. Remember the oh, Night Tale Is that her name? Yeah, it, uh, yeah. yeah I, I don't really want to say her name in case people pile on her or whatever. But um, our our listeners won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 have faith in you, listeners. There's a you know I I'm no expert on like Asian mythology, but even I I I knew what the Night Tale Fox was because like the the Kumio the equivalent in Korean is like it's like a popular thing shows up in dramas and stuff. And she thought it was a Pokemon, and I think people roasted her for it. And then <laughs> it Carl's, is a Pokemon. 
It well, is it is, but, but I, think, I think she thought, like, the Pokemon in, was, was the like, original. Was the original, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and Carl, <laughs> Which like, is fine. Okay, she deserves to be roasted for that problem. shit. And then, and then and to uh, top it off, she's, like, writing some novel about some Chinese-American woman and, and her white fiancé going to meet her, like, wacky uh, parents and stuff. And, and you know what? I saw that. And at first, I was like, oh, not one of these again. But I don't know. Like, Shang-Chi just, just made me feel more... She's like, okay with it. But you know what? I didn't know Morris, that thing was a real mythical creature, you know? So I'm not that much better off. So yeah, I think that's the that's, thing that's with Asian Americans. That's the thing about that was, was, first, I don't think she was dissing the movie. All she was, she literally made a mistake and thought it was a, it was a Pokemon. And if it weren't for the fact that I had seen that Ninetale Fox in a different, uh, in a different movie, uh, which by the way, I recommend everyone watch it. It's uh, Love, Death, and Robots, that Netflix oh, yeah. series. Yeah. Episode 8, uh, Good Hunting. Uh, it's written by Ken Liu. Do you guys know who Ken Liu is? He wrote... Yeah, the, um, the, the Grace of Kings writer. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote this episode for Love, Death. Oh, it's, cool. it's so good. It's, it's so based. It's, it's basically like a robotic Huli Jing that goes around killing white uh, British uh, <laughs> colonizers in Hong Kong. <laughs> anyway, so, so she... Uh, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have known what the fuck that thing was. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I thought, I thought people were jumping and piling onto her because there's a knee jerk reaction to do that for like, sort of like, you know, Asian American women in particular who are clueless about Asian, authentic Asian culture as if every Chinese person knows exactly what that is. And, uh, you know, scoring easy points but i was like i don't know i just thought it was a completely harmless mistake it was barely a mistake it is a pokemon <laughs> you know <laughs> i thought that that was the typical asian american clueless reaction to be like oh you you don't know what that is the did that appear and then the people wikipedia it and and pretend like they've known all along yeah we're, we're and all I'm like, of- you're talking about shang chi dude <laughs> at the end of the day yeah. you're talking about shang chi okay like, what you're kind of getting is that we're all kind of we're all kind of like new to this like new to like us learning about our shit quote unquote our shit like who says we have a claim to it and that's going to lead to also some messiness like this kind of mistake or mistake that chris would make not knowing what the pig chicken was or whatever right like i was so happy that was, that was like, real <laughs> yeah no it yeah. puts you in this weird position i i kind of understand it's like what 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 if these shitty like schlocky entertainments uh have a bet have even even after for all their oriental mysticism shit actually contain more in-depth references to authentic asian culture than most of asian americans would even recognize but it only does because it has a 250 million dollar budget to hire a bunch of people to do the fucking research no right? it's That's- it's that because one third of it is in chinese and most Asian Americans, including Chinese Americans, won't even be able to understand that part without the subtitles. It's, yeah. it's guys- weird. It's weird that Marvel now has uh, probably a better grasp on Chinese culture than most Chinese Americans. I mean, just go over on a little tangent. Um, I, I I heard of like the the true translations of a lot of the 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 subtitles. Some of them were were very very different than than what was put on on screen. There's like a remember that part where um, when Wu calls that old man like 
little boy. Little boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently, what he says is not simply, uh, you know, I- I'm much older than you. It's apparently this very like old man Chinese way of talking, and uh, a lot of. I mean, Tina, you must have understood that, right? Oh, you mean when he? T- yeah, he basically just told him like, just watch your mouth when you talk to me. Yeah, it was, no, it was a lot more rude. Something about like salt said, and rice. Yeah, yeah. I've, eaten, I've eaten more salt than you've tasted rice. Yeah, I mean, right. I, which is like pretty fucking badass if you if you understood Mandarin, which I don't. So, um, all right. Uh, anything that we have missed? Um, no. Oh, we'll Philip, you said, uh, yeah, Shang Chi is actually supposed to be Hapa, but I mean, I think <laughs> I think that was so messed up that like nobody even wants to bring it up. Um, just the whole. Uh, I, I, made that, I made that joke. Yeah. Did Fu Manchu rape a white yeah. woman or something? <laughs> I, I made that joke about how no one is talking about why is nobody talking about the Hapa and white woman erasure in this movie, right? Because in the canon, yeah. he's Hapa and his ha- mother's Han actually supremacy, a white woman. you know that that yeah. CCP propaganda, you know, yeah. wants oh, everybody to be. I mean, it should Chinese. be it should be at least noted how much how this this is this is very much redemption for all of the representations who were like. You know, what was the the name? The Finns, whatever the guy who Finn Jones. The oh, guy Finn who Jones. Like, yeah, oh, so, yeah. So like, how bad? Uh, how bad? Uh, Iron Fist was, and someone put a clip. Oh yeah, I together saw. <laughs> of like some fight scenes from. Iron you look Fist. like he was ballroom dancing. <laughs> I mean, it looked like he was going like going through the initial training of like okay it's gonna kind of go like this and they, and they were doing it at like half speed yeah it's like, yeah but, but that like, was just when you were you'll do it faster, so yeah. bad it was, yeah. and you look at and they and they juxtaposed it against uh simu who was looking straight up like uh like a little jackie chan jaw or something yeah yeah he was really fucking good man if you watch his test clips like he i mean he like obviously works out and stuff but also did, did a lot of martial arts and action fighting training right yeah. for the role so he probably did some, i'm not sure about all of his stunts right but like quite a few of them probably he did himself which will lead to a more authentic movie this is why people like keanu reeves so much he does all the fucking training oh but he was scenes. even way better than keanu reeves was in uh matrix who was he and, in i thought Shang-Chi? i thought he was way better than than keanu reeves in matrix on the on the kung fu stuff oh yeah yeah, yeah. i i would i would like, agree way there. better yeah. yeah but but keanu's been keeping that stuff up he's been doing well in, in john wick you know Doing the training for like uh, weapons training and and martial arts and stuff, so it's no, great. He's do... good, but I thought that Simu took it to the next level. Like he's a legit action star. Yeah, yeah, and th- there's tons of clips on Instagram of him doing the training for it, right? So he really put yeah. a lot of work into it. So I think it's earned. This whole thing is kind of well earned. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting following the career of Simu Lu because, as like, actually, I I like him. Actually, no, he was born in China, but. I too am basically. I'm gonna call him second generation Asian Canadian. I too am uh, second generation. Oh, see now Asian you Canadian. identify as Canadian. So like, <laughs> fucking uh, I, I think he's like one year younger than me or something. Or or, or uh, but it's like, I, I especially for, I think Asian American guys, it, it's never really felt like we truly had one of our own rise to the top like that. Uh, it's it's kind of like when Tommy gets made in Goodfellas, except I hope Simul <laughs> doesn't get shot in the head in in some basement. <laughs> But it is going to be strange to being like, hey, it's, it's, it's not some foreign guy. It's not uh, some Hapa guy. No, it's, it's really yeah, full. could be one of my, you know, yeah. one of my like admittedly better looking, more Why, why not John friends. Cho? Uh, why not? He's a bit too old now, I think. Yeah. I mean, he, mm-hmm. if he... He is playing Spike, though, in the Cowboy Bebop. People are like... He yeah, but he's really... like almost 50, isn't he? Like uh, yeah, 45-ish. He is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think if, if, let's say, when John Cho was... Or Steven Harrell. 
Stephen Yeun's like a little too artsy though, and I, yeah. I I think I think I like that about him. He takes yeah. a lot of risks. I don't really see Simo as like a future Oscar. <laughs> Stephen Yeun just doesn't have the build to be like a Marvel hero, like a Marvel, you know, like. I mean, if Paul Rudd can be a Marvel hero, I think Stephen Yeun could be a Marvel hero. Yeah, but, but Paul Rudd's Ant Man for fuck's sake. He's not. Yeah, like, yeah. Stephen Yeun could Shang be Asian a, like Ant-Man. martial arts master. Right, he's very different. I would. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what his next non-Marvel movie is. He's gonna be in that that romance novel. Uh, turned is it into the a one movie. with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> No, that's some... uh, no. I, I think it's uh, uh, no, no. I, I think that no. That's about some some sled race. I, uh, yeah, some, okay. some stupid thing. No, it, it's it's this thing where he, I think he is like the 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 guy that um, is like the new man in some woman's. I don't know, but it's probably not going to be like big budget or anything. But I I do know he has non Marvel stuff coming up. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make a, a quick comment on that note of him being Canadian in particular. Um, I actually was rooting for him almost as much because he is a Canadian guy than he, than he's just an Asian, you know, an Asian guy. I think for some reason that as a Canadian, like resonate with me, like seeing someone come from Toronto and like succeed in on the, on the big stage, he like looks a bit like me. Like I, I actually like that uh, aspect of it. And I think that his Canadianness is why he says he's has such great appeal online. Cause there's something about like the wholesomeness, like the wholesome image of Canadians that Americans have. That makes him extra likable. But do people even know he's Canadian, though? People know well, he's Canadian. Yeah, yeah, they definitely know he's Canadian. I mean, they know he's from Kim's Convenience. They know it's like a CanCon thing. Um, they're aware, and he, and you know, often even on American, uh, you know, media rags, they talk about how he's the first Asian Canadian uh, to to make it into this, you know, this kind of movie franchise. So I think I think there is some awareness around that because because it has like Canadianness has some kind of like social cachet in America as being this like other place it's like us but like a little bit more pure maybe wholesome a little bit cleaner you know they they, they try to capitalize on that a little bit to some extent and, ryan and, reynolds is canadian yeah he plays um, it up himself a lot right um yeah, i don't know the media maybe, plays up as much but maybe simu that that's like his goal to be the the asian ryan reynolds yeah his movie's doing better anyway uh okay uh a- any last thoughts anything we missed trying to go through oh, i think that's pretty much it yeah that's good. an hour 17 it's pretty good yeah. yeah i think we're at a good length yeah um yeah i'm i'm, I'm glad I, I i saw this uh this weekend i mean last weekend it, it seems like it, it was kind of I, I i know some people who like wanted to but then it was like sold out and stuff and as i said hopefully this is not some um if you know doesn't cause a new outbreak. I don't think it has. I haven't heard anything of <laughs> this that. This is sort, the rare but... movie where I can just dislike it but not feel guilty about disliking it because it doesn't need me. <laughs> yeah. And I and, and I have no yeah, you're like, not that I'm... influential. <laughs> yeah. No, I was saying like it doesn't need like it doesn't need Asian support, is what I mean. Yeah, it's it's like it's kind of it out of our hands I mean. in, in, it's out of in our the hands. best way and in the best sense possible. Exactly. And and I'm free to dislike it and not feel guilty. Uh, on, on that note, I would say the, the one of the only open questions left about the success of this movie is: Will it make it big in China? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. I mean, it'll do best. good, decent numbers just because it's it's a Disney movie, sure. and it it just has like a built in you know certain amount of like whatever. But I I don't think people are gonna like it very much. Okay. Uh, I, I I before this came out, I I heard like these reports. Oh, you know when everyone's like doom and gloom about this movie, like oh this is gonna bomb in like Korea and Japan because they like hate China so much. Uh, I, I think it's doing very well there. It's, yeah, that's why. So I I'm sure it'll if if it gets made released in China, it'll it'll probably at least break even. And I don't think people do are gonna better. like boycott it. 
Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. There's some weird. See, that's the funny thing about Shangji. Like the the anti SGW alt righty kind of guys are convinced it's like Chinese propaganda. <laughs> and um, and you watch a movie like, what are you talking about? Unless you think just having a Chinese faced superhero is propaganda in and of itself. Is I guess, um, yeah. That, Let's just put it this way though. Like if you enjoy like wuxia style kung fu movies or whatever like go for the real thing it's so much better than mm. Shang-Chi, yeah they, they would they would probably like the garbage. the marvel marvel uh connection right if it didn't have that yeah it, it really be no, i mean for people special. who want or more interested in the wuxia aspects of it than the the marvel aspects mm-hmm. this is like a terrible terrible knockoff of <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not just talking about the quality of the fighting, but the quality of the writing, the characters, the background, the art direction, all that stuff. It's just shit. Yeah, but, but here's if the, you here's like here's Marvel a, Universe, this is a good movie. This is a good Marvel Universe movie. The, the difference is the, the Wuxia movies are like they're Chinese made, and they're going to be fully in Mandarin made yes, with bad right. subtitles. Like that's gonna that's a big difference. It has the full the weight of the culture behind it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. if you're like an American, you know, not necessarily Asia, but you're an American, you you kind of like that aspect of Shang Chi. Like this is the kind of thing you would put up with subtitles for to to appreciate, right? To watch. Oh, just shit. go for the real thing, Jesus Christ! If I, if you what if you're just watching Marvel movies, yeah, that's cool. But if you're right. watching, like, if you're into kung fu, like, oh, come on, this is like third rate. All right, uh, so thank you for joining us, everyone, and we'll be back soon. This was Chris, Teen, and Philip on our episode on Shang Chi. Bye, everyone. See ya. See ya.